Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam of Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is your AW Dynamite review for March 17, 2021. This is their uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam edition, I think. Yes. So before we talk Dynamite, let's talk about you, man. Getting birthday uh, shout out from Maki. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a simp. <laughs> now so certified. Uh, so what do you think about Dynamite this week, man? Uh, I thought that it was a good show. Uh, nonetheless, uh, there was some things uh, which little bit you can say that uh, were out of you can say why did they didn't put a little more effort into it. Other than that, it was a good show. It was completely watchable. I saw the ratings of the United States. It's, it weren't as good as you should expect from Dynamite. That is, they are hovering between 700 to 900. It isn't uh, probably working at this time that they are not uh, surpassing 1 million so there is some problem probably so we have to see what is their problem so th- they would probably have to take some measures regarding that two more weeks and NXT weeks to Tuesdays <laughs> so that could do it uh, you are saying hopefully let's see so, on this edition of Dynamite, we had Pentel Zero versus Cody Rhodes, uh, Jurassic Express and Bear Country versus uh, the Matt Hardy brand. Uh, we had John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, they faced the Good Brothers. Uh, Jade Cargill was in action. And in the main event, we had Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker in an unsanctioned lights out match. And so much more. But before that, if you are new to this channel, then make sure to hit that. Uh, subscribe button also make sure to like share do all that fun stuff so let's uh, get into the first match here that was penta and zero m versus cody Rhodes. so this was somewhat of a you know a mini blood feud that actually started a revolution when penta was targeting the injured shoulder of cody and last week you know penta took, took this to a Personal level, you can say. Uh, about the match, it was decent, I guess. And uh, and if you talk about the outcome, I think Penta should have went to. What do you think about it? I think that, uh, yes, they could have done that. Uh, Penta going over. But the fact is that that is probably WWE booking, 50-50 booking. That... Uh, they are doing uh, that that they are continuing the storyline so giving Cody the victory is a little not WWE-esque yes they gave the victory to him via roll up that uh, I guess uh, he was setting up for something Uh, uh, Pentagon Jr. was uh, setting up for something but Cody just rolled him up for the pinfall. So it is not, you can say, Pentagon's stock didn't go uh, as down uh, 
as it should because it wasn't a clear a clean loss for him but the fact is that yes uh, the storyline i guess it, it should uh, it would be continuing in my opinion and overall with regards to the match as you said that it wasn't a very you know spectacular match so to speak probably they are uh, you can say they are saving it for the future bouts or bout that is that then they will bring their a game and they would go at it hard so right now yes it was hard hitting back and forth competitive action from the start it was first match of the night so they do it that that is a hot and wild you know start there is absolutely you can say little to no selling you can say even cody is a great selling uh, you can say old school style of wrestler but still in this match they adopted to the pentagon style that is little to no selling it is spots getting the crowd hot for the rest of the match uh, rest of the show so to speak that was this uh, match selling was uh, you know i just said it was not as ex- uh, you know good as it should be in such matches if there is uh, two incredibly talented people in pentagon junior and cody roads but yes they are uh, you know furthering the story so i would expect that in further matches which we would see down the line they would do it selling and more uh, you know classic matches which you would also enjoy and we all would enjoy so let's talk some highlights here uh, penta actually started the match with a dive so penta targeting the arm of cody here throughout the match uh, cody did a big harikarana of the top so cody hits the crossroads uh, penta kicks out and at the end it was uh, penta who did the arm breaker only for cody to get the win via roll up and that was mm-hmm. basically it uh, yes. post match we had penta attacking cody So here comes Justin Rhodes and the Gun Club for the save. But after all this, finally here comes QT Marshall. He decided to show up. <laughs> so still continuing, you know, uh, this story between QT Marshall and Nightmare Family. And yes. like you mentioned here, there could be a possibility that they go uh, they go with the Pentagon Road to maybe have some matches, you know, Justin Rhodes versus Pentagon, etc. Something like that. yes and then they could also further their uh, storyline with regards to qt that uh, we can see a big blow up at some uh, you know at some stage and there were uh, there was at uh, one point you can say that is modern day professional wrestling at its best you know cody hit the crossroads cody hit his second finisher which he did in uh, the independent circuit the vertibreaker he used in uh, ring of honor and he kicks out at two what the fuck you know that is modern day professional wrestling at least so even yes, the sports you didn't even make sense yes you know th- this stuff is uh, really this is amateur art in my opinion because now 
we have seen in aw many things which are better in uh, ring action from uh, cody rhodes and many other people i am not saying the uh, you know the mid card or the lower card guys who would be growing into main event or uh, you know growing into better talents but who are big uh, or main event or mid card uh, guys who have the experience we have seen from them then how to not do what wwe does multiple finishers kick out at two and what is being done in independent scenes to pop the crowd finisher finisher kick out at two finisher finisher kick out at two what the fuck you are taking it away the power of the finisher how much of kenny omega's finisher is protected you know that every time his match is on they say no one has kicked out of the one winged angel except you know that guy who is it nobody i guess you said at one point it is uh, kota ibushi ah yes, yes 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 you just reminded me that kota ibushi Did he's the only guy. The yes, he's the only guy. So they, uh, the commentators at every point of time, they say that. So the finisher has a legitimacy. It has something. So these guys, they don't give a flying fuck about that. And even WWE does uh, absolutely nothing with regards to their finishers. That it is a piece of candy. Just throw it out. because we don't know how to do in ring psychology we don't know how to do near falls uh, you must have seen or you must have heard the match of uh, i guess ricky the dragon steamboat versus uh, randy savage at wrestlemania 3 i guess so people talk about that match that that was such a great wrestling match people talk about that so go to that they didn't do 100 finishers people don't go to rock versus john cena to talk wrestling that do finisher 1 2 3 and kick out do finisher 1 2 3 and kick out please that is not wrestling that is not wrestling in ring psychology at the end of the day yes speaking about in ring psychology we had the young bucks uh, <laughs> <laughs> so these guys were you know being interviewed uh, they talk about their upcoming title defense against pack and phoenix uh, so they get interrupted by the invisible hand don callis so of course bucks are not happy with callis so callis is saying that uh, these are not the same young bucks you saw in new japan etc etc uh we also saw canis give them a uh, no leg slap shirt that's a thing so uh that's not the last we saw of uh, these three guys you know we would see them again in the upcoming segment so yeah. i can say that uh, finally this you know story with the young young bucks and dong carries finally you know growing right now mm. because that uh eventual turn on the young bucks it's coming probably yes there is something which is growing 
either the young bucks would join or uh, it is a turn probably that you are saying it is coming whatever is happening that we are intrigued we are intrigued absolutely we are invested in this story what is happening with the bullet club and the young bucks uh, absolutely we are we are you know intrigued what is happening and even now with the you know impact wrestling now having at rebellion a title versus title match with rich swan versus kenny omega so that is also you know we are looking forward to that on april 24th and there was a tweet uh, you know with regards to this segment only that the shirt you know the leg slap shirt so that is an insider thing you know only the people who know wrestling very inside stuff so they only know about that the leg slap thing the leg slap technique so why was it put up on national or international television for the world to see for the mainstream that that would only pop the people who know this shit you know you are only making it to the people more obvious that it is fake someone said so what uh, would be your take on this i would say that, is... that i didn't mind that whole shirt thing no leg slap thing uh, but you could make a argument that this stuff should be saved on bt only not dynamite yes i would think so too because i also didn't think about that uh, I, i thought about it after when i saw the said tweet that yes probably the said shirt yes it is only applicable to people like us who know the shit too deep about wrestling and who are insiders that could only pop us it would not pop the mainstream people or the casual viewers it won't it would only you know uh, hamper the mystery of professional wrestling because they would ask what is this leg slap then you would give them that when they do the moves i do not want to say that here absolutely not it would hamper that i think this is not the first time we have seen you know hardcore uh, wrestling fan references on national television think yes. wwe has done it multiple times you know in the last yeah. 10 years or 20 years or so but they have done it in such subtle fashion that probably it won't go to that extent uh, to the you know masses they only do it uh, probably very subtly wcw did, uh, did it on a massive scale when they were going you know downhill probably in uh, 2000 uh, when it it was uh, probably russo or uh, eric bischoff whoever they were uh, you know in charge and the company was not wanting the warner media was not wanting professional wrestling on their network so they were doing whatever it takes to pop and to get the audience so they were throwing it out that goldberg is not following the script <laughs> what the fuck are you doing fuck let's quickly get into the next match this was jade cargill versus uh, danny jordan 
So, of course, this was the first singles match for Jade Cargill. Uh, it was short. Uh, we did see Jordan get some spots here and there. Uh, so, Cargill with the kick, a German finally hits a chicken wing slam that she calls the Jade. And that was basically it. Uh, post-match, Cargill had a little interaction with Red Velvet. Uh, I don't mind do, uh, them doing another, you know, a singles match between Red Velvet and Jade Cargill. Mm-hmm. You can, on one side, you can do enhancement matches for Jade Cargill. You know, you can build her up. And you can uh, give away this random match on a dynamite. Yes. Absolutely. Shall we get to the next segment? Uh, or you want to add a little bit more for Jade Cargill here? Jade Cargill, you know, she has the build, she has the strength. Uh, you know, she looks like a you know star. Absolutely, yes. You are saying that they are now, uh, you know, furthering their story. Probably they are thinking that uh, they would straight transition to Brandy Roads after this gets over. Probably, I don't know. At how long she is in her pregnancy. At least a year. At least a year. So I don't think so. Uh, it would, you know, they would be furthering that story. But still, yes, a singles match would be, you know, uh, you can say an end game to this story. That yes, whoever gets the victory and then they can part ways. And probably they would do it with the baby face because the baby face wins. That's when the story ends. Just like what happened in the main event, obviously. So that would probably be it with regards to this story. So it's good. It would also help elevate both the talent, Jade and Red Velvet. So we get to MJF. Uh, so he's accompanied by Tony Blanchard, FTR, Sean Spears, and Wardlow. So all of them uh, walked out to the stage. And before uh, they had uh, shown uh, when Dynamite uh, kicked off, all all of these guys coming off the plane, very horseman-like. So mm. we see Tully Blanchard on the mic here. Uh, he gives a brief rundown of what they did to each member of the Inner Circle last week. So he talks about uh, being in the Four Horsemen years ago and now he wants to end his career being part of this new group. So you have MJF now on the mic. So he said he was tired of playing second fiddle to Chris Jericho. Uh, So he wanted to join the inner circle just so that he can break the group from the inside. Then he uh, starts putting over each member of the group and calls themselves the pinnacle. Uh, So MJF said, they want to take over everything, including Jericho's big locker room. Uh, and that was basically it. He said, he's better than you. You know it. Usual MJF stuff here. I say this was a great introduction to the pinnacle, you know, just by your basic promos. And uh, they did a great job, you know, not directly calling themselves the horsemen, but, you know, keeping the same mentality with a different name. What do you think about this whole thing? Yes, uh, I would agree that this was a great segment and great uh, introduction to the said group. Yes, obviously, the absence of the fans hurts the said group 
obviously the introduction of the group when the inner circle was introduced i guess in the second episode it had a great you know vibe to it and the fans were also in on it and the uh, it happened in the first episode when they just ran roughshod in the main uh, you know segment in the main event so i guess yeah uh, you can say if you do with the comparison which is not at all good a little underwhelming but with the circumstances yes absolutely it's great uh, he you know mjf does what he has to do uh, someone can uh, you know argue that he is not as charismatic as he as chris jericho is to uh, you know get the crowd reaction and so to speak but he doesn't have to because he's a heel he just has to you know shove it down people's throats that what is his opinion basically and sometimes you know people argue and i have heard once or twice about mjf that he is a try hard that he you know when he insults people it's a you know a, a teen guy a teen guy who is insulting and he is a try hard and he is just a ec3 or probably someone else uh, i am forgetting at this point uh, a light version of them so you know it is their opinion obviously right now what they are doing with this group i am intrigued i am interested i want to see more that what is next and yes obviously they are targeting the inner circle absolutely that the the tag team would be going with the tag team and sami gowara also posted his uh, you know uh, dentist pic on uh, social media that he had to get his teeth fixed after the chair shot from Sean Spears so yes it is you know it is going down some shape or form that yes what is you know in store you were saying that it could be a blood and guts match so we have to wait and see that when would it actually happen i don't see that they would just give it right now i would expect that there would be many interactions to build up to that so we have to wait and see but yes absolutely i would i am open to see a blood and guts match between these two teams absolutely and i loved how they uh, you know how mjf said that uh, they wanted to win all the top championships in this sport so yes so this this is a group you know taking that old school approach uh, for four horsemen like so why not have yes. these guys go over at nwa win some championships over there it is happening i am expecting that it is happening and ftr would go there absolutely i can expect that uh, something can happen on the pay per view uh, probably it is this sunday uh Maybe. back to the attack uh, and uh, there is a taping which is uh, about to happen on tuesday it would air on tuesday uh, that is nwa power which would be on fight now it's not on youtube so 
you know we can expect surprises down the line so i would not be surprised to see them on nwa so let's see we had the next uh, segment featuring eric kingston and john moxley so both uh, both of them uh, you know uh, hyping up the match with good brothers upcoming match so moxley regrets buying the token shop mania which is you know the paper you run by the good brothers so moxley he cost gallows the googly eyes one and cost anderson chat to bag <laughs> that was basically it um next match here we have jurassic express bear country versus matt hardy pride party butcher and blade give us a short back story of this match back story of this match i guess the only thing with regards to butcher and blade is that eddie kingston is now a baby face that he tried to save john moxley at revolution so now butcher and blade have been somewhat of a mercenaries that they did need someone to lead them either it was mjf or someone else so now they want they got matt hardy who is big money yes so there's that and private party yes i am very happy to see both the guys now <laughs> and now we cannot insinuate anything absolutely we cannot and uh, with regards to jurassic uh, this feud uh, bear country if i am not wrong bear yeah. country and butcher and blade has manifested on aw dark and that is their uh, that was their uh, and uh, you know the thing is i was not as much invested in this match mm-hmm. as probably uh, how much were you invested i am saying uh, frankly i am asking out of all the matches on this card i took this match as a filler but uh, i i was satisfied with the story that they told how this match came about what is the history between you know uh, bear country uh, who are they feuding with on dark what is their track record and uh, mm-hmm. why they are not you know uh, you know why is there problems between them and jurassic express i was sold on that story nothing much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know so, it sometimes it takes away you know our investment in the program when a team out of the blue just comes uh, you know and competes on dynamite and it is in such a big match you know a 10 man tag that is so many people and you have to be invested in the said match and yes you know you know whenever there is a 10 man peep 10 man you know situation how much chaos will will be there you know there would be little to no uh, you know coordination you know there is obviously if there is a story yes you would be invested 
and the commentators have to you know do a good job with regards to it they did a decent job absolutely with the things that they said and yes absolutely lucha soros and uh, you know bear country they did their stuff which they said the story to us that there is some problems between them and it would go down uh, the line that bear country versus jurassic express something would probably happen probably on dark or here on dynamite but you know it didn't have uh, much of the you know attention here in this match so let's talk some highlights here we have the baby faces getting rid of the heels early on so the baby faces were posing here bear country they take marco stunt and they launch him and i mean they literally launch him over the heels and uh, they, they did it in such a fashion if there was nobody to catch marco stunt i 100% guarantee you this guy would have landed on his neck <laughs> absolutely so after this whole uh, thing we had a little dissension between jurassic express and bear country so commentator uh, commentator did a great job explaining the whole situation between these two teams uh, we had the heels taking advantage going after jungle boy so he is wearing control until hot tag to luchasaurus and in the final parts we see marco stunt uh, he he was the legal man uh so hardy he causes a little distraction this allowed pride party to hit the gin and juice on stunt but hardy wants the tag now he wants to get the win for his team hits the twist of fate and that was basically it so i wanted to say that we didn't see much of bear country i think they are saving something for them you know a big tag match on dynamite and by the way what was your first impression on uh, bear country Yes, uh, we didn't see much, I guess, of them in this match. So I cannot, you know, pass an opinion with regards to them. But yes, what I saw, what they are trying to tell a story. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I want to, you know, see that what is their story and what is, you know, their problem with regards to Jurassic Express. uh and they would probably be you know giving that to us in the coming weeks yes at this point my interest with regards to it is very low uh, so i want them to you know give the said story a little more of the narration they can do it via their uh, you know backstage segments or backstage promos little bit and also the matches backstage promos do a, a good job a better job than uh, the matches obviously so first a backstage promo then the next match uh, that would be my approach with regards to when they would be having their next match and then they could probably have a big blow up and then there would be a match jurassic express versus bear country Speaking about backstage segments, we had an interview segment with Christian Cage. So he explains us uh, the term workhorse. So did you see the title 
of the uh, this interview segment on youtube you know what, what was, was it it was christian kate speaks for the first time ah so even they have it about dynamite that was their tagline yes so wo, wo, <laughs> so people were laughing about it that what the fuck is know, that i don't know maybe they should consider changing the social media guy or something <laughs> <laughs> can't you come up with a better uh, you know set of words have you seen their uh, sting uh, the video where sting debuted it says where were you when sting debuted <laughs> or uh, there there is there is another example about the kenta video uh what was going through your mind when this happened <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so uh where was i yes christian interview segment he was talking about uh, what a workhorse means uh, and this is the term that has defined his entire career so he said he's not in aw to take other spot but just to focus on one and that's the top spot which belongs to the current world champion Kenny Omega he says he will work his way to the top and the reason he is here in AEW to outwork everyone that was basically it so we'll see we'll see where it goes we talked about be free on last week's dynamite how we should build up christian cage to get that world championship match yes and, and it would not way, be a bad idea to hmm. go for the impact World championship. Yeah, that that that's even a better option. Yes. You know. And by the way, did you get to see AW Dark Elevation? No, but I have heard some things, and I can pass a review on only one thing. I'm that getting is... to. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Yes, so yes, please. I, I didn't watch the whole show here. Only bits and pieces, and. Mm-hmm. I stand to my opinion that this show is not uh, different than AEW Dark. Basically, the same thing. Okay. But mm-hmm. I don't know if this is gonna be a thing. But they did a big angle on Dark Elevation, you know, with Matt mm-hmm. Sydal and Kenny Omega. Where Sydal mm-hmm. basically wrestled two matches. One was, you know, exhibition match. One one was a useless match with, you know, Nakazawa. to build this ongoing thing with Kenny Omega so we also had you know the sugar man tony khan coming on camera just to book you know eliminator match between sidel and omega every this whole thing was very wwe and uh, everyone universally you know didn't like uh, khan coming on screen doing all this stuff what do you think about this hmm so i didn't watch uh dark elevation at all yes i have heard the chatter absolutely about this said segment so i want to first of all say that uh, tk first of all you said on your uh, interview with rene pacat that gms authority figures are a thing of the past and it is uncreative it should not be done on television so what the fuck is happening right now are you a hypocrite piece of trash what is happening what are you doing on impact wrestling on the paid ads 
and what you did here on dark elevation it was amateur r in my opinion how how were you speaking you know oh, 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 oh my god you have a match you have a match you have a match you have a match what the fuck man what the fuck are you trying to outwork that's a good thing outwork someone who is doing a great job somewhere do you ah. want to outwork someone but the thing is you cannot do that you cannot now it is clear that you are a one trick pony you can only do mark shit you can only do mark shit that is shit on impact wrestling on impact wrestling television that's it you can only do mark shit that's it on dark elevation you exposed yourself on to everybody and there is also another clip of dark elevation there was a match between luchasaurus and some other guy that was dark that was dark oh great that and is they... their programming and that is taped and how did that come about on your programming we have no clue they were trying to do some close line or something like that and they just stopped midway and commentators were also you know there's a hindi word that is called bachakke reh gaye and you would you know you would understand mr troni khan that word and they were also doing oh, 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 oh. the commentators what the fuck is happening this is amateur r on your programming what the I fuck after premiere premiering that on youtube they finally you know took took that clip out i think that particular clip if they took that out that is great but it has you know it has circulated everywhere it was on wrestle botch who is followed by almost every wrestler every credible wrestler on the planet so there's that but yeah let's get to you know john moxley and eddie kingston versus good brothers so yeah. good brothers these guys are former impact world tag team champions so they lost the titles to you know finn juice juice robinson and david finley at sacrifice yes. so this whole situation makes the good brothers you know it made easy for them to take the l here clean or not uh, any other passion so uh, let's get to some highlights here we had eddie kingston being attacked on the stage so moxley joins in he is all taped up uh, we got a huge brawl ringside uh, so they hit the magic killer to moxley so this takes him out for the you know majority of the match so the good brothers were dominating kingston and finally moxley got a tag as he ran wild so moxley with an inside cradle on anderson for the win and that was your entire match uh, we had a little post match angle here you know uh, good brothers so they attack moxley here comes kenny omega and don callis so omega omega had a steel chair in hand uh, kingston for the save 
but gets put down as Kingston's leg was wrapped with a chair as Anderson crushes it. So they're about to do the same thing with Moxley, but here comes the young bucks. So the club, they wanted to do the two sweet with the young bucks, but the bucks are not interested and walk away. So Moxley recovers and chases all the heels. Commentators announce, uh, mention us that Don Callis just ran away from Daly's place. <laughs> and that was your entire thing. So here's the thing with Kenny Omega. This guy is, and I think, set for the next three months because he has a lot of programs going on, you know, with several competitors right now. And mm. same can be said for the Young Bucks because they have Phoenix and Pack on their mind, but also have these problems going on with, uh, you know, Gallows and Anderson, Don Callens. There's that story. Yes. Um... Right now, I see that uh, with regards to this match, I would like to say that Eddie Kingston sold his, uh, you know, gouging of the eyes really well. That, uh, you know, Anderson and Gallows, they did that to, you know, there was some purpose. Why did they do that? Because in the pre-match promo that happened backstage, they were, you know, making fun of Gallows' eyes. So they did that, and it was a good karma for that. Not a good karma from the good brothers, but still. But, you know, nonetheless, the fact is that, yes, it was a competitive match. It was not extraordinary with regards to who the talents were involved in this match. They are, you know, extremely talented. But nonetheless, it was, yes, it was a competitive match. They, you know, the baby faces one with the inside cradle. Yes, it doesn't, you know, lower the stock of the heels. So now I can see that probably they are going for, uh, you know, there could be a match right now. I guess trios action. They can book Kenny Omega, Good Brothers versus uh, the Young Bucks and John Moxley. And Eddie Kingston would right now be selling his injury, so he would be written off for a, a few weeks. That is his, I guess, a knee injury, if I'm not wrong. Ankle. Yes, ankle or knee injury, whatever. So they can do if it is right now that probably they are not doing it, but the fact is that uh, they can. That is that, uh, you know, the Young Bucks do the double cross on John Moxley and they join. Because now there has, uh, there was a segment done with Don Callis and uh, Young Bucks that he challenged them that you aren't the same as you were in Japan. So that also adds to the story. So there is a slight possibility of that. And the second possibility is, yes, absolutely the normal road. That, yes, it goes. And we have Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers. And we have John Moxley versus Kenny Omega because the exploding, we know that it was shitty. And it didn't write off John Moxley of uh, the product. So we have to do it first. 
then Kenny Omega can go to further opponents that is Christian Cage and uh, Eddie Kingston. So first of all, we have to get rid of John Moxley. Moxley. Yes. They could have done. They could have, uh, you know, taken off Moxley off television just to sell, you know, not the explosion but the entire barbed wire match. Yes, they could have, but uh, you know, they understand that it was such a, you know, huge backlash. They wouldn't have uh, done that, and they also uploaded the, you know, the clip, which was post match. So they can expect that he was still, you know, conscious and in his right mind to, you know, po- you know, speak and everything. So he can absolutely compete at some point. So now they have changed somewhat of the plans. So we can expect some match at some point, which would probably write off John Moxley. I would expect that. So then he can, uh, he meaning Kenny Omega would go to the other opponents in line that is Eddie Kingston and Christian Cage and also of course Rich Swan that is the title versus title match lot of things going on when it comes to Kenny Omega yes so next we had uh, Shivani was interviewing Darby Allen and Sting so we had Allen talking about his title and so far says in the last three months, he has only defended the title three times. Uh, he said that now he has... <laughs> he said that's, not, that's a joke. So, he said that now that he's done with Team Taz, he wants to be a fighting champion, defending the title every week. So, uh, he wants to do that by honoring the greatest CND champion, we get Brody Lee chants. So, Alan issues an open challenge to any member of the Dark Order. Uh, we had uh, Lance Archer interrupting again. So, he is mad that Sting is getting the TV time and not him. So, Archer then focuses on Alan, says he'll put his ass in a coffin. So, Jake Roberts calls Alan a weenie. So, we get to the Second part of this segment, but oh, I want to get your thoughts on this whole situation. Because last week we were, you know, thinking about if they are going to do Sting versus Archer. But I think this was a great follow-up because uh, they could do a scenario where uh, if they want to do, you know, Darby Allen versus Lance Archer, uh, Archer has to go through Sting first, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I would agree. Now they have done it in a way that yes, he, uh, yes, he can. He's open to fight both the guys. So I would expect yes, as you said, that first he wants Sting absolutely. His first eye is on Sting absolutely. And then he, uh, Alan saying that he wants to be a fighting champion, giving an homage to the greatest TNT champion. Yes, it is brownie points, absolutely, that it looks a little, you know, uh, you can say, yes, it is baby faces, absolutely. 
sometimes it looks a little preachy but nonetheless yes uh, you know he wasn't a fighting champion first of all the person he is referring to the greatest tnt champion but okay that, and then uh, probably he is foreshadowing scorpio sky's victory that how scorpio sky would be winning the championship that yes this guy would be the fighting champion now that is darby allen and then scorpio sky would be winning in a squash match just like brody lee did so it could be a little foreshadowing let's see and the one thing i liked about you know this uh, segment here was that jake roberts finally spoke yes and uh, i hope uh, with this uh, upcoming feud they have you know uh, jake roberts speaking a lot you know for archer hitting the you know sorry cutting those creepy promos while you know lance archer can be your typical ass kicker same formula they used in that cody feud last year yes yes so Absolutely. we had so as these guys leave we had team taz uh, interrupting these sting and allen so taz was on the mic but quickly uh, brankish takes the mic from taz he says that star ricky stax was wrong when he said that sting is not the icon he said that sting is still the icon and he has earned his respect so team taz is all mad at cage as cage leaves uh this was r- out of nowhere very random you know and uh, i actually liked cage you know as a heel in team taz uh, i don't know if i'm ready for a baby face brian cage he was a uh, i guess a baby face when he left impact wrestling and yes uh, i guess he was not uh very much you can say he didn't have much to speak or show that how he is a bad guy probably in team taz right now so now when he is a baby face he can show whatever he has that is doing the high flying moves that he should not do when he is a heel obviously you should not pop the crowd so now he can do all of that he can do his power moves he can do the high flying he can do everything so go for it and now when he would be a little you know distanced from the heels so now you have a fresh baby face and then now as archer is a heel cage is a baby face we can have a match soon between the two archer is now a heel again as you said that how will it work when uh, he has jake roberts speaking how will it work they shivered in their boots and they gave him the heel position we'll have to wait and see where this goes and uh, let's get to you know ray phoenix versus enelico this was you know a short fun match here So Enelico looked great here with this, you know, mad base offense, lot of submissions, uh, forcing, literally forcing Phoenix to wrestle his style. 
So at the end we see Phoenix getting the win via sitting tombstone and that was basically it. Yes. I guess with regards to this match, uh, you know, uh, the only thing which was the story was that Pack and Phoenix won the Casino Battle Royale at uh, Revolution and they are now set to face the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championship. That is the basic story which they are going with. This was basically an exhibition match. And Phoenix was going against one of the, you know, better tag team specialists. That was Angelico. Phoenix and Angelico have been at each other's, you know, path from 10 years in Mexico. That was in Lucha Libre AAA. And I want to say that why the fuck the viewers were invested in this match. Why? Only because probably of Pack, probably not uh, of Inhelico. There was only Pack and Phoenix that were on exhibition. No, nothing of uh, Inhelico. Because where was Jack Evans? Where was Jack Evans? There was no heel action in the match from Jack Evans. That he is a part of a team. In Helico, I guess the team is not disbanded. TS2 is still in place, if I'm not wrong. Yes, they are still a thing. And if this were an exhibition, if this was an exhibition match, why was this so long? This match was so long. If this was an exhibition, why was this match so long? And are you taking TS2 seriously at all? Or not. Because the fact is, if you are taking TH2 seriously, there should have been Jack Evans at ringside too. You should have given a flying fuck about this match. Were you too scared that they could they could overshadow the main event that was involving the woman? That is why you did that. Because Phoenix and Helico are incredibly talented. Was that the reason? And there was no big money mat involvement too. Because last we know on Dynamite, TH2 was also involved with big money mat. If I'm not wrong. But you have to also remember that he didn't make sign them to Matt Hardy brand, his team. Yes. He only paid them for a one-off. That's it. Yes, they did. But, you know, you could give some story with regards to that or commentators could give that they were with them for two to three weeks there should be something here you could give that something and the fact is that if you are not as serious about this team because right now they were with team uh, mad now they are nobody they are with nobody as of now so what was it? It was basically, it was right now Pack and Phoenix, main event talent, main event talent going there, who are about to challenge the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championship. You could have had the match a little shorter, and you could have had Angelico, you know, the offense of Angelico could have been a little lesser. Because if you want... Pack and Phoenix showcased 
you know like huge stars and competing against the young bucks and not giving a fuck about TH2 you people the creative so have a shorter match do not give an helico absolutely no offense absolutely no submissions which he is capable of and if you are giving him the submissions and other stuff so give a fuck give a fuck give him his tag team uh, you know partner on ringside have a little heel action make a story have a story in transition to the tag team championship match you can have that yeah that's it so let's move to the next segment we had an interview with miro so <laughs> speak about miro he was in the news this week uh, so on the jim cornet podcast he said on his podcast that something of the like the you know he called penelope to uh, ford it's slut i guess A so you know so after we had this uh, miro keeps sabian and penelope so they openly called out cornet on twitter so cornet uh, in his uh, typical fanish uh, fashion just actually laughed it up saying that these guys won't do a damn thing about it so the reason i brought this up is i wanted to get your honest opinion on jim cornet i i guess i do not have with regards to this situation uh, because i have not you know heard the whole transcript with regards to what the situation was the whole transcript with regards to the podcast so i didn't yes i have seen the tweets i saw how aggravated miro was with regards to <clears throat> jim cornet calling uh, you know penelope a pit stop you know it is also where you have been brought up and what is the south and what is your vernacular language and how do you speak and the time of the 80s how do you speak what is your language and how do you make the people invested in your podcast that is also a thing that it should be entertaining it should be engaging so how do you make the people invested so that is a whole another ball game so how do you do that that is your thing because yes if you were insinuating penelope and calling her as slut it is obviously not acceptable absolutely but the fact is that uh, miros also the anger with regards to him yes absolutely he has full right he has full freedom to express that absolutely do that i have no you know qualms with regards to any of these people because what their mindset is with regards to speaking such uh, you know stuff the podcast person uh, that is jim cornet why did he speak that to make it entertaining to uh, to their uh, to his listeners and stuff and from miro itself to be you know what he thinks about and 
to be you know pc and be on the side of penelope that is their uh, it is you know her friend absolutely so you know there's that so i do not have any opinion with regards to it yes jim cornet has been you know uh, a great mind with regards to wrestling of course but i do not have any with regards to this opinion that who is right who is wrong and who has the mindset why did he speak that why did he not speak that i do not know because these are wrestlers these are wrestling personalities they are working people they are trying to be relevant there is many things which are at play we do not even know the half of it let's talk about this segment here with mero so mero was asked about the challenge from uh, chuck taylor and cassidy from last week so mero says that he's not interested and wants to move on to bigger and better things says he wants to go after the aw world championship here comes kip sabin so he says how could you move on when these guys ruined his wedding so mero reminds sabin that uh, when uh, the bell rings he doesn't care about uh, sabian he doesn't care about penelope he doesn't care about anybody he cares about himself and getting that w something like that so mero also said that outside the ring they are still buddies so uh, sabian uh, accepts the challenge on behalf of mero and that's it so the way they are putting this uh, and it's how it's uh, coming uh, coming across it seems like they are finally doing this split between mero and sabian you know and we could finally get the mero that we have been uh, wanting for for so long yes yes you talked about the split and now it is happening now they are probably not waiting for trent to get healed up and the storyline to finally you know blow up and end it all no they are now going for the split okay maybe in the next month or so we could see you know Uh, Miro challenging Omega for the championship, and then something happens. Probably, probably. Now Omega has so many challenges right now. Yes. It is cool. It is intriguing. Anybody at any time could attack him, and anybody at any time. There are many things at play, so it is great. So let's get to the best part of the show, I guess. Thunder Rosa. versus dr bit baker lights out unsanctioned match the one thing i like is that there was no you know forced narrative slash agenda that this is the first women's uh, main event on dynamite yeah, this is the first women's unsanctioned match no this was basically two ladies getting the main event spot settling their differences in a grudge match nothing else and about the match quality it was your you know standard uh, lights out match but mad respect to both ladies for the effort and uh, this could be you know one of the best women's match that aw has ever produced yes absolutely with regards to extreme stuff absolutely 
and something television. and and i think we haven't seen uh, this much violence in a women's match at least in the states maybe in japan but this is the first time on a major major level to add major mainstream level we haven't seen this violent of a women's match ever probably probably not probably not maybe you TNA, can maybe tna but probably probably i there was one uh, you can say that it was hard hitting it was not as uh, bloody as you can say that it was uh, you know the kendo stick shots uh, that was uh, you know between charlotte and ronda rousey that was they were just literally you know beating e- each other up that was a little uh, you can say and you can say the match that was uh, you can say the hardcore shit that was in you can say pwg it was not whole uh, you know ladies involved and it was uh, you know uh, candice lerae yes G- gorilla rules uh, how do you call that i don't know gorilla warfare yes gorilla warfare absolutely it was i guess it had the young bucks it had candice lerae it had uh adam cole who adam cole probably probably or that other guy joey ray <laughs> not to be named <laughs> yes. you forced me to name it <laughs> j <laughs> uh, probably yes another yeah, let's let's talk some highlights Uh, shall we and then get your overall thoughts of the match yes so match begins with you know riba swinging her crutch on rosa so rosa gets rid of riba and here comes uh, baker air red crash on the stage we see weapons getting introduced uh, baker with a curb stomp on rosa into the steps this busted open rosa uh, baker with a superplex on a pile of chairs so you know Rosa would return the favor when she drop kick a ladder into Baker and I think Baker busted open slight deeper because we could see the you know crimson mask overflowing uh, uh, on her face yes so uh, we see Baker introducing thumb tags and the you know the whole crimson mask stuff with uh, Brit Baker was a sick visual <laughs> so uh thumbtack introduced in the match uh, rosa fights back she sends riba into a table so and uh, uh brit baker gets power bomb into the tags so we had uh, baker she locks in the lock jaw on rosa but rosa reverses just by pushing baker into the tag which is a somewhat of a great spot uh both women fight on the apron Rosa picks up Baker, fire thunder driver to another table for the win, and that was it. Brilliant stuff, brilliant match. What do you think about it? I also enjoyed it. Uh, it was a great match, you know. It was a great side. It was entertaining, you know. It was a great match to end the show. Yes, people are complaining about, uh, you know, the women were in the main event. That was the reason for. you know the lower ratings in the united states but the fact is there are many other reasons for that 
so i would not put the whole blame on the women and it was the first time probably that they have put the women in the main event so hats off to their effort and what they have done they put their bodies on the line yes it is done every time they go in the ring but yes it had you know it was so much hard hitting and they just put everything you know they literally gave us everything in the ring and it was a tv match it was not even a pay per view it, it could have been on pay per view it was a pay per view level of a match for the women absolutely and yes uh, hikaru shida was also seen scouting backstage uh, jade cargill was also seen scouting in the bleachers with regards to this match thunder rosa was uh, selling her you can say her unsteadiness and uh, you know uneasiness really where after she got busted open so great uh, you know full marks to her so that is how you make the fans invested that fuck she is you know she is her this is real you uh, this is happening and how much this is hurting and how much you are invested in this match and how much you have to give them props absolutely you have to and there were a few spots as you said this the dvd from the top on the ladder from thunder rosa or bread baker that was you know that also looked nasty and the superplex spot you just said on the you know numerous steel chairs yeah. the the story with regards to this match was basically that thunder rosa stole the thunder pun intended of brit baker that brit baker was the face of uh, you know the aw women's division and thunder rosa was the outsider she came from nwa and she gave us such great wrestling matches that she stole the thunder of brit baker that was the only problem which brit baker had so that was what was irking her that was how this all manifested and the weeks and months of the rivalry and the shenanigans that is what this came to and brit baker kicked out of the power bomb on the tags that looked fucking nasty how the fuck that she kicked out and baker as you said crimson mask she looked like fucking out of this whole fucking world that what is happening thunder rosa was not even you know her blood you know stopped dripping at one point but brit baker was fucking <laughs> she had something else she was probably i guess she would be the star after this uh, bout you can say she did she got the l but overall she got the w in my opinion yes uh, absolutely and finally thunder rosa got justice for all the things the baby face one the fire thunder driver through the table and she got the win via pinfall great stuff and this was great way to end this oh, entire feud i guess yes absolutely 
we were expecting such uh, you know matches uh, such a match that it would happen at some point it would happen at some point and many things you know came in the way you know lockdown happened someone got sick something else happened you know you can say that things happen for a reason we got this match and it was such a great match to you know end this feud brilliant and i find it funny how brit baker went from having sloppy matches on dynamite to having a you know career resurgence with this heel character and then having the best match on the card that is only because of your uh, suggestion to, to have enhancement talent matches all mm-hmm. is on you thanks to oh. you Anyways let's get that you know women's championship on Thunder Rosa finally Yes now it is time So that was dynamite Yes that was dynamite So before we leave where can these guys find you? Yes guys you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at @abimaniac and I'm currently working with an independent wrestling promotion in India called Wrestle Square so you can subscribe to their youtube channel at wrestle square pro wrestling and i'm working with them as a commentator and the top 50% the authority figure for wrestle square you can find slam of wrestling on twitter at slam of w instagram as slam of wrestling you can call, uh, catch the audio versions of this review slash podcast on anchor and spotify as well and also click subscribe Like this video, do all that fun stuff, and we'll see you guys next time.